Welcome to the Granite Gals podcast. This is the podcast where we interview female hikers who hike the right mountains. I am Alexandra Her, And I am Sage Her. We are 14 and 12 year old hikers who have been hiking the 4,000 footers since we were little. We have done the 4,000 footers, the 52 with the view, trail rights, and many other mountains. The opinions that we personally express in this podcast do not necessarily reflect those of our interviewee or of any organizations we may mention. Hello, everyone. Today we are interviewing Alex Garcia, a White Mountain hiker. Well, a woman who comes up to the White Mountains to hike, but she really hikes all over. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> Alex lives in Virginia and drives up to hike. Um, how, how often do you hike in the White Mountains? So, to be honest, uh, when we met at the Whites, it was actually my first time in the White Mountains, and that opportunity to hike in the White Mountains came as, um, like, an out-of-the-blue, oh, I want to do this kind of adventure. Oh, cool. And and it was really eye-opening and a, a very big surprise because I wasn't expecting the White Mountains <laughs> to be as beautiful as they were, but also as, as challenging as they were. I mean, you can read all about it because I did my research. You can, you can read all about it, but it's a different, different experience uh, when you live it, right? Yeah. Yeah. So welcome to Granite Gals. Yeah. <laughs> Glad to be here. So when did you start hiking and why do you like to hike? Okay. So um, I thought about this question a little bit because I'm, I live in Virginia, but I'm originally from Puerto Rico. I, I moved to the States about two and a half years ago. I, I started hiking, like, you know, like we call it, and like I see it in, in magazines here in Virginia. But if I'm thinking about it a little bit more, like when I was a, a child and when I, I lived in Puerto Rico with my parents, my parents have a farm in Puerto Rico, and we would always go out into their farm and spend the whole day in the woods, hmm. just walking around. We would, we call it a river, but it's a, it's really a, a bigger stream. <laughs> um, we would walk down the entire way, probably like three or four miles down, and then we would go back up. And that counts as hiking, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, that's, so that's we great. used to do that a lot, and then when. We would take trips to El Junque, which is actually the only national rainforest in the United States uh, area, is huh. in Puerto Rico. And we, we went there a lot, even though it was sort of far away from our house. And we would, we would do things like that all the time. We were very, we are very outdoorsy people. But when I moved to Virginia, I, I sort of took it up as a hobby, and it sort of grew into an obsession. Sounds like you had a really um, active childhood. I did. I did. Yeah. I, I was into a lot of sports, and I was in the woods with my parents all the time. And I, when I go down there, and I, I will go down there next week, and we'll stay there for the rest of the year doing service work, that's what we always do. We just go to the farm and spend the whole day down there. Um, so I know you're working on the 4Ks, uh, the 4,000-footers. Yeah. Um, what is your favorite one that you've done so far, and how many have you done? So I, I really enjoyed the trek up to Mount Washington. So I did the Yamunusuk Ravine Trail, went up to Monroe, and then went up to Washington. And I think the experience was more when the clouds cleared and I could see everything. Yeah. That was, that was pretty amazing, actually. <laughs> but as you girls know, I, I told you guys that I did the Pummy Loop just the, day, the weekend before I, I met you guys. Yeah. And... As hard as it was and as 
terrible as I thought it felt at the <laughs> moment. South Twin, um, going from the Galehead Hut, South Twin was was pretty cool to to reach the top after after that point eight mile trek, literally uphill. I really enjoyed it. I can't wait to go back. What lists or mountains have you done um, besides the four Ks? What did you, what did you enjoy about them? So you know, I've never really thought about a list. I have instead of you know following some of the lists I've seen online. I've started creating my own lists, not only of mountains, but also of what I like to call difficult pursuits. This has started to come up recently where I felt the need that more than just hiking, I want to pursue difficult things and I want to push myself mentally and physically to do what other people think are just crazy things. Right. So... So I've been doing my own list of national and international trails and treks, mountains. I'm I'm working through that. Not necessarily like a one of those lists I find online, but going to the whites and learning about the the four thousand footers, I was like, Oh yeah, okay, sign me up, I'll do it. And I did eleven in a weekend. So wow. I think I think that was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, it sounds nice to have that variation of different trails and you know all over the place <laughs> yeah and and as you girls know um i recently came back from my my trip to uh climb mount kilimanjaro my attempt coming back from it i really felt like i want to do more of these really hard things not not for you know for glory you know or social media it's just like I feel like I belong there doing what other people would say are crazy things. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that kind of segues into our next question. Um, like, yeah. Where have you hiked in addition to the White Mountains, which you've already talked about a bit? What's your favorite place to hike outside of the Northeast? And um, it'd be really cool if you could tell us a bit about your trip to Kiliman- or Kilimanjaro. Yeah. How, how, how that was. Yeah, so... I love hiking in Virginia because it's where it's where my love for hiking in itself was born. Even though I was very outdoorsy um, ever since I was a little girl, the love for hiking and walking in the woods, especially by myself, was born here in Virginia. So I really enjoy the Shenandoah. I really enjoy the the national forests around here in Virginia, and even the state parks, which are awesome. I, I love the Virginia state parks. I've had the opportunity to hike sections of the AT in other states like um, Tennessee and North Carolina. The AT is very underrated, and I myself, I myself was a accomplice of that because you hear all these big trails, and you're like, oh yeah, you know, the AT versus the PCT. But the AT is incredible. You you only realize how extremely varied it is either when you do it, right? <laughs> or right. when you are able to experience different sections of it all over the different states it crosses. So Tennessee, North Carolina is very different to Virginia. Virginia is very different to the whites. Um, the whites are very different to Pennsylvania in certain aspects. I don't know, just experiencing that this year, which which is what I did most of the year, was very enlightening in the, in the certain aspects. And then like your other interviewee, Alison Driscoll said, whenever she goes 
whenever she goes out on vacation, she plans her hikes around it. And I do the same thing. So I, I've gone to the Canadian Rockies. Um, even when I do like business trips, I, I went to Colorado. So I, I snuck up and did a trip to the Rocky Mountains. I did a state park trip to um, an Illinois state park when I was there in Chicago. Oh. So it's just really finding the time to do what you like. And for me, it's just being outdoors, especially by myself. So how was your trip up Kilimanjaro? Oh, my gosh. Can you tell us a bit about that? That was. <laughs> um, Sounds really exciting. It was It was a lifelong dream. Uh, ever since I was a, a child, I've been enthralled by travel. So there were three different places I always wanted to go. Um, it was Pompeii in Italy. It was Machu Picchu in Peru. Huh. And it was Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania. I completed my childhood dream awesome. uh, a week ago <laughs> and to be honest mount kilimanjaro uh, mount kilimanjaro is what they call one of the seven summits um yeah. it's the highest point in africa it's the largest freestanding mountain in the world um so when you see it it's pretty impressive because it's not it's not a mountain range it's not ridges of mountains together it's just this one big giant mountain and then that's it Experiencing the climb up was an enchanting experience. We went through different um, environmental zones, uh, actually five in total. We we did an eight-day, seven-night trek. My boyfriend and I, we were in a group. Um, altitude and altitude sickness is a real deal. <laughs> yeah. um, you, you have to know what your limits are and seven morning i guess we started at midnight and we walked it was a five kilometer walk to the top and it took us seven and a half hours to get to the top my boyfriend was having a very hard time of altitude sickness but we both made it and being up there was more than the realization of my childhood dream it was also just a great experience to share it with him to know that hey even with all these limitations, even with everything that's happened, because he was he was very sick for almost the entire trip, um, to make it together and to, in that final stretch, to push each other, because I was also feeling pretty bad that day, to push each other to make it to the top and be able to take that picture and, you know, look at your surroundings and... Literally just see clouds and sunlight and snow everywhere. It, it was a dream come true. That sounds like a really an amazing experience. So have you ever experienced sexism directed towards you on the trail? It hasn't been so much on the trail as it's been, you know, at work or with certain family members. And it's always like, oh, you're going by yourself. Do you have a knife or do you have a gun? Like, like one of the past interviewers said. And but I've never felt safer, to be honest, than in the wilderness by myself. Can you tell us about your most memorable animal encounters on the trails? So this is going to sound ridiculous, but my most memorable encounter with with an animal on the trail was actually with a chipmunk. Oh, why? <laughs> well. You know, I had I had gone up this. Uh, it's called Wilcox Pass in in the Canadian Rockies. It's 
It's uh, very close to the Columbia Icefields Parkway, which is one of the most celebrated road trips on Earth. It's it's a beautiful, like, a hundred and something mile uh, road. It's incredible. But there are many different hiking trails close to that road. And I did uh, Wilcox Pass, which I really wanted to do. I started taking pictures, and, you know, I had some snacks. I had some pretzels and Nutella, which are, like, my favorite trail snack. And I see this chipmunk, and I'm like, oh, hey, little guy. And chipmunk's, like, getting awfully close. And I'm like, mm, you're kind of sneaky. And I, I said, no, these pretzels are mine. They're not yours, and I put them away. I got into, like, more photography. I saw some mountain goats, and I was, like, trying to get pictures of those. When I look back at my backpack, that chipmunk's in my backpack eating my pretzels. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, get out of there. And he runs away, but he, like, stays right there just looking dead at me. And he just wanted my food. And he he never got off my sight. I, I had to leave. <laughs> so, wow. It's, he seemed, like, really cute, and then he was just after my food. <laughs> Do you prefer hiking solo or with a group of people? So, I definitely prefer hiking solo. Groups can be hard, and some people are in their own world or get really cranky. When you're alone, you can concentrate on the things that you want to concentrate on. For example... I've gone on hikes where all I do is just take pictures because I my hike was concentrated on practicing my photography. I love hiking solo because and, and traveling solo because every time I do, it, it changes me in a very subtle way that in the end makes up a completely different me. So uh, what's next? Do you have any specific hiking-related plans for the future? I do. So my boyfriend and I are going to do, we're going to go to Arizona, and we're going to be in the Grand Canyon area, the rim to rim. And I also want to do a Mammoth Cave National Park. It's like a seven-hour drive from where I live. So I want to go back to a section of the AT in Tennessee, North Carolina. It's called the Rowan Highlands. It's a, it's a beautiful area. And I spoke to a lot of AT through hikers when I was up there in, in New Hampshire, and they told me that probably their favorite place in the AT had been the Rhone Highlands. And I hope, even if I'm, I'm going to Puerto Rico for, for an extended service trip, I might get some time off during volunteer service trips um, in the island and just get some hiking done there. Cool. So yeah. now I'll ask you some questions unrelated to hiking. Um, so yeah. what do you do for a living? So I'm a chemical engineer by degree, but I work at a nuclear power plant, and I don't do any chemical engineering activities. I'm a nuclear systems engineer at, um, at the power plant in, here in Virginia. I'm also a part-time grad student. I'm doing my master's degree in engineering management. I feel very attracted to, like, an energy management program for alternative energy. Oh, that sounds really interesting. What's your favorite food? So, I am a foodie. I eat everything. But Puerto Rican food is the best. And when you go, because you'll go at some point, 
you have to try mofongo. It's a it's a Puerto Rican plate, flat fried plantains. Yeah. You basically fry them, take them out, mash them, fry them again, take them out, <laughs> make them into a ball, fry them again. It's refried food, but it's so, so good. And then you top it off with some stewed meat. Oh, it's delicious. So what's your favorite non-hiking related book? There is a non-fiction book by this um, Latin American author. Her name is Isabel Allende. Her book is called Paula. It's the saddest book in the world, but it's it's also a beautiful memoir of her daughter who fell into a coma due to a medical condition. She fell into a coma, and her mother decided to write the current issues that were happening in the country and write about her family so that when her daughter would wake up from her coma, she wouldn't have missed anything, to, to put it one way. And then if we want a lighter note, there is a book called The Power of Full Engagement. And it discusses on how people focus a lot on, on money. Money is currency, but the author is saying, in reality, the currencies of life are time and energy. And if you don't handle your energy, you may have all the time in the world, but you're not going to be able to use it efficiently. So he was just saying that, you know, you have your emotional, your mental, your physical, your spiritual energies, and you have to know how to balance that out. If you could either fly or be invisible, which would you choose and why? And this is a hard one, because if I were invisible, I could get on a plane and nobody would notice. So I could technically fly <laughs> for free. Um, but I think I'll have to go with flying. Because I think that would be such a cool experience. Yeah. I to, I think flying would be really amazing. Dogs or cats? Dogs all the way. <laughs> yeah, I know you have one, so. I'm, I'm a 100% dog person. I am actually probably dog crazy. <laughs> On to more food-related topics. Chips or popcorn? Yeah. Popcorn. Cheddar or Swiss? I love cheese, but cheddar is life. Um, if you had to pick either summer hiking or winter hiking forever uh, in, in the White Mountains, which would you choose? I'm an island girl. <laughs> I don't do snow. I do it very infrequently. <laughs> so, yeah, summer hiking, definitely. Summer hiking. And, and I can see why people would like winter hiking, but I wasn't built that way. This, I, I mean, I was built in 90-degree in weather all the time. So, no seasons, just, just summer all the time. <laughs> so, so, coming here, even here in Virginia, coming here, getting used to the cold is still, still a struggle for me, but I'm getting there. Yeah, we're, we're more used to the cold up here. So. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, heard the, you girls are champs, especially because you do all these crazy hikes in the whites in the wintertime. I might join you one day. Yeah, that would be fun. I, yeah. You know, that would be that would be like one of my um, difficult pursuits. <laughs> well, thank you. I really admire you. I want to tell you. Um, I think you guys are awesome. Yeah, we admire you as well. Like, all the traveling you do. Yeah. The preservation of the environment is important if we want to continue having beautiful mountains to hike. We strongly encourage you to donate to Union of Concerned Scientists, or UCS, 
It is an amazing organization that does important scientific research to help prevent negative effects of climate change. You can learn more about UCS and donate to their organization at ucsusa.org.